Hello, and welcome to another episode of TV Donut, the podcast where we pick a television show completely at random. We watch the first episode and the last episode, and we try to figure out what the heck happened in the middle. My name is Hannah. With me, as always, is my favorite co-host. Hello, it's Saskia. And we have a first-time guest on TV Donut, which we always love. We love dragging our friends into this. Please welcome Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Thank you for being here. Before we jump into the show we picked, which is I'm Alan Partridge, the BBC. With a beautiful Steve Coogan. uh, Who we have talked about a lot on this podcast because of our obsession with the trip and my obsession with a movie that I think everyone should watch, Hamlet 2. (sighs) It's great. And if you haven't seen it... Oh. You, there's nothing funnier, literally, on Earth. It's the best. He, anyway, he doesn't matter. Hamlet 2. It's not great. If you know how Hamlet ends, yes. there's not a lot of people left for a second movie, so it's really good. So, Cindy, well, before we start talking about that, why don't you tell us, you know, we know you're not a big TV watcher, but is there, like, a genre that you prefer or a certain show that you always tell people to watch that you really like? Um, yeah, I don't watch too much TV, but I always like Planet Earth and a lot of doc series. And, um, I, I like a lot of, I like watching a lot of cooking TV shows. Yes. Nice. Well, we're obsessed with MasterChef Australia. I don't know if we've even mentioned it on this podcast no, before. No, we're not. Probably. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we've been watching Top Chef for very long time. The nature mm. shows are also, we're big fans, obviously. We we started with one, the three of us. Yeah, back Planet in the day. Earth was the first show we watched together. Five years ago or so-ish. Love Planet Earth. It was a great time. I still think about it. It was like Sunday afternoons, and yeah. it would just be like rainy days, and yeah, good times before we started this podcast and turned TV into work. You got David's soothing voice to guide you through it all. Yes. Yep. It's a great. It is a good pick. Uh, mm-hmm. And honestly, the only reason why I am ever behind HD televisions, because I don't think you should see people in HD, but you definitely want to see those animals and the under the ocean and all that in like the most detail that you possibly can. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Let's get into I'm Ellen Partridge. Uh, like I said, it's BBC sitcom 1997. Before we talk about the pilot, let's talk about, you know, general feelings. To me, this was so like... Like, curb your enthusiasm, very Seinfeldy. Like, it definitely felt like there's a man in, in charge. And he's an asshole. And he does what he wants. It's not even like he, he is an asshole. <laughs> but I don't even think that's, I think maybe with curb, it's a little bit more that that's the conceit of how much of an asshole he is. Yeah. But with Alan Partridge, it's just like everything, he's, he's a narcissist. Yes. <laughs> he does only things to benefit himself. And there were points here where they really had me. And that was like the the farm scenes when he was talking about women being burned at the stake uh, over the PA and absolutely nobody was listening. Clydesdale horses, 12 hands high. Hands, of course, the ancient uh, system for measuring horses that's been around since medieval times. Of course, tape measures in those days were viewed with suspicion. Anyone who could unfurl 15 feet of thin sheet metal from a pocket-sized box would have been killed as a witch. So... (laughs) Tragic, actually, to think that uh, girls, some as young as uh, the ones holding balloons over there, would have been burnt at the stake. <laughs> May God have mercy on their souls. And then there were scenes... Girls uh, as young as that. Yeah, where they completely lost me, like the funeral scene, which was 
horrific. It was horrific. Okay. In every way. But you love this shit. These are your favorite Oh, I love this show. Yeah. I thought so. It's fantastic. Okay. So we've got one good, but it hurts. One, absolutely. How did you feel about it, Cindy? <laughs> well, when I was watching the first episode, I found it hard to watch. Yeah. Because it was that kind of cringy, social awkward humor. Yeah. Um, Just and like they were the office. Yeah. And they were, they had to set everyone up the and all the characters. Yes. Yeah. And set up set up the personality, and so it, there were parts that were slower, and it, it was tough. It, the first episode was tough for me yeah. to watch. Yeah. He, he was frustrating, because he was sexist and racist, and oh totally God. offensive in every way. I didn't even mention the sexism. I'm a big, you know, I'm always yelling about sexism on this podcast. There was a scene in here that was so horrific, when he was in the office with Chris and uh, his personal assistant. And Anyway... Uh, we'll get to it. Yeah. But yeah, that was rough. And definitely, please point out any instances of racism, because we like to do that, too. I was kind of proud of the finale when that guy got kicked out of the party for uh, yep. what he said, but uh, we'll get into it. All right, let's talk about the pilot. It has a title. It's called A Room with an Allen. There is a trend you may have noticed with the finale, <laughs> also containing his name, every episode title. Has his name in it. Yeah, just like a narcissist <laughs> yes, would. Of course, yeah. And like I said, it aired in 1997. Divorced radio personality Alan Partridge lives in a travel tavern and presents the early morning show on Radio Norwich. After viewing a five-bedroom house with his PA Lynn, Alan has a meeting with the BBC chief commissioner to determine if he is to be given a second series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's pretty much a lot of it. We see him. I don't know if every episode opens this way, but the two we saw did with him on his show. Uh, Actually, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that one. The first one was pretty funny. We got his personality right away because he's talking about Joni Mitchell's song about, you know, they paved paradise and put in a parking lot. And he's pro-parking lot. He thinks, yeah. you know, that would have been a better idea. And... Uh, that's ridiculous. You know, it's like right away you're like, okay, <laughs> that we know exactly kind of asshole we're dealing with here. It's like, yes, he's pro, he's pro parking lot. Anyway, so yeah, it's, we learn it's 4.30 in the morning and then, you know, he's talking about ELO, whatever. And, and then, crab sticks. Yes. Don't actually contain any crab. Oh yeah, he has a fact that he reads every, at a certain time in the middle of the night yeah. every day. Yeah. No matter what's going on, he's going to read his fact. And then, yeah, he introduces, I guess, the DJ who takes over for him, whose name is David Clifton. At six o'clock. And their relationship doesn't seem to be great either. No. It doesn't seem to get better between now and the finale either. It seems to get worse. Yeah. And then we see his car, and it's got some graffiti. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a big runner in this episode. This is the third time already his car has been graffitied. And, uh... He doesn't seem to care. He's still singing Queen. That was a pretty cute scene. It was. Uh, uh, what did he say to... What's her face? The lady. Susan? That works at the hotel. Her name is Susan. Susan. She's the hotel desk clerk, and she seems to be in charge of the other employees, which there are, like, at least four that we meet. Just yeah. love for a show like this. Yeah. It's almost part... It's part curb and, like, part office um, comedy. And part... Faulty Towers. Yeah. I thought that too. It's All the great Because of the Britishness. Mixed in together. In, in 
yeah. taking place in a hotel. So yeah, he compliments her earrings very badly. It doesn't go well Classic at all. Classic queen. And uh, he claims that he will be checking out at the end of the week, which we later find out is only because he has this <laughs> He yells at her, I'm leaving you, you cow. Yes. Yeah. Which she doesn't uh, laugh at. No, and then he says, you're not actually a cow, but if you were. Yeah. And she asks if he's going back to his wife, and he says, Carol, no. She's living with a fitness instructor now. Like, her leaving me was the best thing I ever did, or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay, so I don't know if we meet Carol, but it doesn't seem like it. She seems like one of those characters that just gets discussed, but never met. But then again, there's a lot of comedy in that, so maybe we do meet Carol. I don't think she's in the donut, but I'm pretty sure she's in the show. Yeah. We meet Sophie, who also works at the hotel, and she just can't keep it together. Alan asks for help with getting the spray paint off of his car. She's new. The new employee. Yeah. Yeah, she just laughs because he just, he keeps saying, it says, uh, piss, cock, partridge. Yeah. Or cock, piss, partridge. Either way. Either way. Yeah, and she just can't keep it together. No, she runs away. She says Michael will help him. Michael has an accent that Alan cannot understand, even though I didn't have that Hard time. I feel like there was part sentences where he actually was saying gibberish. So right, right before he was going into the elevator, like there was actually no words there. But I couldn't be sure. I kind of like it. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Morning, Miss Partridge. Yeah, I was just, Michael, Michael, I was just saying to uh, Susan, a uh, bit of a job for you. Uh, unfortunately, some vandals have sworn all over my car again. <laughs> vandals, eh, Miss Partridge? You know, makes me wonder what it's all about. Yeah. A boot? Hi, you know, vandals, you know. What, what is it all about? Oh, about. Sorry. Sometimes it's difficult to understand the, uh, the Geordie people. You know, what I reckon is that if they had themselves proper jobs, they wouldn't be up to all this, you know, larking every night. What? <laughs> what I'm saying is that, like, if they had themselves proper jobs, you know, for a gun till, then they wouldn't do it. You know, a lot of them from broken homes. Oh, sorry, that was just a noise. <laughs> all I got there was uh, broken homes. And a, a broken home is not an excuse for evil. Mike, yeah. he says he was in the army at 17 and that he, he saw some pretty horrific things that have obviously made him damaged. Uh-huh. Yeah. One of the first offensive lines is when uh, Alan's constantly pitching ideas to himself. He's recording things. He's like, it seems like calling his answering machine and leaving messages. And he starts talking about how he wants to make a series about uh, women's body shapes through the ages. Right. So it's like literally the most offensive thing I could think of, maybe, in terms of women's bodies. Lady and then, shapes yeah, he through the ages. Naming a bunch of women who we obviously don't know because they're famous in England, but I bet you that they were not happy to be in that list, no matter what he was saying about them. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. And then we got the dancing dream. Who wants to tell us about that? Ha, uh, Cindy, would you like to take this? Okay. And the dancing dream where he lies down in bed and yeah. starts imagining him... His future. His future in a strip club wearing a leather leather thong. Yeah. Dancing in front of the guy he's going to pitch his ideas to. Tony. Like, Tony, yes. Who's so fun. Who was liking it. Yes, that's true. So is that a good omen, then, that he had that dream? That... Because when we see it again the second time, Tony's laughing at his wine choice and, like, mocking him. Yes. But in this one, he seemed into it. So does that mean, like... But we see it again also in the 
in the end. The yes, finale, you see it a lot as he's <laughs> too, celebrating too many times. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, right? It's a, like it's not a negative dream all the time. No. Sometimes it's a positive dream. Like in this case, it's like he's going to do his leather sex dance, which is <laughs> really just his pitch. Yes, and it's going to go well. He's going to like it, right? Yes. He later says, "Like I never expected." this to go badly. Like, that's, again, a true narcissist. Like, it doesn't, there's no chance that he's not moving out of the hotel in a week, that he's not getting his show back on the BBC. He's delusional. Yes. Totally. He thinks his ideas are great. And oh, I can't wait to get to horrible. that part. All right, so we meet... Oh, Luke. my God. Barn dance. The barn dance idea. Was the worst. Yeah? You don't, you don't have a barn dance? Uh, was it the, uh, the person he was obsessed with, Jet? Throwing a barn dance, a millennial barn dance. <laughs> that was one of his ideas. He had a lot of really weird ideas. <laughs> I thought that was the worst. Yeah. Uh, so Lynn is his personal assistant. I felt very sad for her. Yeah. Uh, she's come over uh, to talk to him about his sponsorship opportunities. And basically, we find out they're all dependent on him getting his show back on TV. Otherwise, there are no sponsorship opportunities. And she says, you know, this one company says they don't do that. And he's like, bullshit, I know so-and-so has, you know, two free whatevers. It's just like, you know, he's just being petty. He's so petty, his skin's falling off. Oh, and yeah, he needs to fungal. The fungal feet cream. Cream, where she hands it off to him and he just... Oh, yeah, yeah. The powder just falls out and onto his foot, and he's patting it down and gives the whole bottle back to his assistant. And then he puts the the cream on his face without washing the fungal powder off of his hands. Yes. Oh, God. And he also is, he mentions that the tea's ready so that she'll make it. Yeah. Would you like a cup? <laughs> At his house, in yes. his bedroom. Yeah. Uh, and this is also when we get the very first uh, drawer gag. Yep. Which oh, is yes. ongoing, which is funny because it's a different drawer in the in first the episode than it is. It's literally right next to each yeah. other. It's been six episodes. You think they could have like kept up that continuity? You would think. But do we want to guess what's in the drawer? I, I don't think we ever see. I think the no. imagination is worse than... The creators revealed it. Like I think after the show had ended years later, they always knew it was it, but they never revealed it on the show. Okay. Do I, I have don't a question about it. That it's naked pictures of himself. That that's what he um, pleasures himself to. Is naked photos good. of his own body. <laughs> it is someone naked. Oh no. No, it, it do you want me to say? Yeah. It is um um big naked ladies on toilets. Oh. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's the magazine. I'm just glad it wasn't like a weird sex toy or anything. I thought it was going to be way dirtier. It's a a magazine. I think it's a French magazine or a a a Dutch magazine. I'm not sure. Yeah. So she uh, she says she tidied up, and then he immediately gets stressed out about that, and she says no. I didn't look in the drawers. Drawers not working. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Ah. And then they practice. Right? For his meeting. Yes. Or yes. They go see the house they, first. Uh, I no, feel I like they practice. They practice I first. I think it was kind of yeah. funny, that scene. That was my the first scene in the, in the pilot that I really liked, when yes. she was like, yes, listen, like your, a second series. Your, yeah. your ratings uh, started bad, and they got worse. And he, he gets to the point, like, he asks her, 
to be as adversarial as possible so that in case this meeting goes badly, he's prepared. Mm -hmm. But as the second she turns, he can't handle it and he needs her to like coddle him again. And so just say yes. (laughs) She doesn't know who she's supposed to be. Yeah. (laughs) Right. uh, You said you might give me a second series. Why is there any doubt? Things have to be compartmentalised, Alan. You know, for example, in this drawer... (laughs) You, um... You have, um, things. And, um, those, um... Sometimes you have too many things. Uh, Abandon that, then. It's not working. (laughs) Uh, Okay, doomsday scenario. You, Tony Hares, have decided not to give me another television series. Why? Be tough. Well, Alan, the ratings for the first series started poorly and went downhill from there. Are you being Lynn or Tony? Tony. Be Lynn again. Can I have a second series? Well, who am I? Just say yes. Yes. Thank you. So, yeah, they, uh, Michael, instead of covering up the paint, re spray paints it so that the offensive words are no longer offensive. Yep, it says cook something. Yeah, he changes, yes. And even he he even changes partridge to babridge. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. They go see this house, which is enormous, and uh, he basically buys it on the spot for $1,000 less of the asking price. Which is also like 350000 something ludicrous. Money he certainly does not have. This is one of those shows... Sort of like All in the Family, where, like, he's making jokes at other people's expense, but a lot of the jokes are at his expense. Yes. Including, you know, knocking a thousand dollars off the price and thinking that's an accomplishment. Oh, like, yes. You know, you start with, like, thirty or 40000 and, like, meet in the middle, but, mm-hmm. like, a thousand dollars less, especially when the you're The guy doesn't try to haggle. If you're rich. Yeah, he's like, great, that's amazing, I'll take it. Yeah. Like, that's so stupid. Ugh, anyway. Funny. And he also uses the bathroom, and he's impressed at the flushing power. And he's in there for, like, four or five minutes. So long. Three minutes longer than... Somebody dies. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, Lynn gets the text. I don't gets think a call. they had text in No, they did not. It was a call. Yeah, from... Uh, she says her name. The lunch got pushed up, right? This was the lunch... While they were waiting for yes. the bathroom. Yes, it was the lunch. Yes, it got moved up to today. It's so 12.30, so they have to hustle. They, they go to... The meeting, the yes. lunch meeting, the restaurant. And instead of, like, he he tells Tony straight out, like, what was on his car before? Yes. <laughs> it completely negates everything he's done to hide it. He's like, oh yeah, my car said cockpits or whatever. Yes. Yes. It's like... Oh, God, you're a mess. You can't save yourself at all. Yeah, so that meeting is bad. We meet Peter, who comes back again in the finale. He, like, Mm -hmm. interrupts their lunch, and he's like, you have to give Alan a second series. And this is right after Tony has been like, "Uh, I think your future is brighter elsewhere. You should probably go look somewhere else for a job. And And he's like, ha, 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 like, no, you have to, and then just walks away. Like, it's just really awkward. And then he listens to his pitches after that. Yes. His in this horrendous scene, pitches. what show did they reference, Saskia? Inspector Morse. Yes, which, which we almost watched last week. Two weeks ago. Two weeks two ago. Two shows ago. 
instead of blue, but because every episode was an hour and 45 minutes. We were like, no, we're not doing four hours of television. (laughs) So we just deleted it off our list. Yeah. But it's a very classic British detective series that's been going on for like 20 years. And we almost watched it, but then we didn't. No. Yeah. But I was pretty excited. I'm like, hey, okay, so here are his ideas. Inner city sumo. Cooking in prison. Monkey tennis. That was my favorite one, I thought. I might watch that. Uh, What about a partridge amongst the pigeons? Yes. It's just a title. It's just just a title. title. That was hilarious. Yeah, it was amazing. That gave me, like, trip vibes. I was like, that you could see his, like, his comedy coming out there. Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, Tony's like, we don't owe you a living. (sighs) Like, you've made a success of number of, like, pretty bad TV shows. Like, that doesn't automatically guarantee you you're just gonna get another one. And the ratings were appalling. Like, a ninth of what they had expected. Yeah. He also, uh, Alan, like, shits on, like, people that are super into wine. And then Tony's like, oh, that's weird, because I was thinking about maybe doing a wine show. So then he totally flips and tries to, like, look impressed, but then ends up ordering, like, the most garbage wine on the menu, right? Which is hilarious. And that's when he sees himself failing and 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 Tony laughing at him in his thong. I don't, I don't think wine's the neatest thing anymore. You can get good wine in Tesco's now. I'd love to make a genuinely popular wine program. Can I just shock you? I like wine. <laughs> despite what I just said earlier. At any one time, I have nine bottles of wine in my house. Really? Interesting fact. Uh, it's my weakness, I'm afraid. I've got a cellar. So have I. There's no wine in it. You know, it's just a, it's a couple of bikes, some smokeless fuel, and a uh, bag of cement. It's gone hard. Are you ready to order? Um, yes, I think I'll have the fettuccine alla arrabbiata, please. And can I have the same? Uh, but, but no, with, dif- with different shaped pasta. What do you call this p- pasta in, in, in bows? It's like a bow tie, but, 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 but miniature. It's like an action man bow tie. Fuffily. Yeah, that's Fuffily. Just, that with, with action mambo tie. Yeah, it's very sad. And then he takes the, the wheel of cheese yes. and shoves it in his yes. face. Smell my cheese. And then he steals it and runs out. That's even worse. Oh, it was terrifying. Yeah, and that's when he said, like, I didn't expect it to go badly. And he insists to Lynn that he needs two, two positives. positives. One to wipe out the negative and then one to be positive. And I was, it's, again, it's, oh my God, it's so classic narcissist. And yeah, she says that, you know, she tries to get him to go to church and he's like obsessed with her being Baptist and that that, that that's definitely not a good thing because he brings it up again in the finale. Yes. <sighs> so he's a little anti-religion. Uh, well, at least anti-Baptist. Yes. <laughs> and then he goes back to the hotel and he's like, doesn't matter. I can't have that house. I can have room <laughs> service whenever I want. Blah, 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 blah. All these perks of living in the hotel. And then he tries to call and he can't even get a cup of tea. Yeah. No, no can of Fanta. Yeah. He'll just get it himself. And then he tries to jump at the minibar. <laughs> yeah, and gets a massive black eye. And that's how the pilot ends. Yeah. Which is pretty great. I mean, it definitely shows you uh, his fate. Like, he's not going to succeed, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Because he sucks. And he always does the worst possible thing. All right. Should we talk about episode six? Yes, Anything else it. about the pilot? Cindy didn't like it. I thought it was okay. Well, 
I think the worst part of it for me was the restaurant scene. I found the ordering beginning kind of cr- very cringeworthy. Um, when they were doing the wine stuff? Yeah. And they're looking at the menu. He keeps changing his mind. I'll have this. No, I'll just have mineral water. And oh, and the tries the noodles. to copy. Farfalle. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yes. <laughs> One of those noodles. bow tie, bow tie noodles. Yeah, that was brutal. That was weird. Yeah. Yes, it was. I'll give you that. All right. Episode six is called Towering Allen. New developments at the BBC give Alan hope that he may be able to return to TV. That's it? That's it. Well, that's all that really happens. Uh, aired in December of 1997. A couple people die. It's pretty dramatic. Yes. I, I saw the second one coming a mile away. Did you guys also know that that for sure was going to happen? Uh, yeah. That the second guy was also going to drop dead before he could get what he wanted? Although I guess he kind of did get what he wanted. Well, and I was surprised two that it actually was in two and see if it actually holds or not. Well, season two was like years later, like yeah. six or seven years later. Well, then we still could possibly find out. Yes. But it would be like talking about the past. Okay, so yeah, we see him again. He's introducing uh, Phil, and he just really insults. They're insulting each other, right, on the radio show. Yes. We didn't see nearly as much radio show as I would have liked. Back on the on the bottle. I would like this to be more Frasier and less faulty Very powers. true. <laughs> that was Japan, the effeminate futurists from the 80s, where the life can be cruel in Tokyo. It's certainly congested. I'd love to go. In the meantime, it's seven o'clock. Oh, Governor, he's got me banged to rights. It's Chief Constable Dave Clifton of Scotland Yard's very own plainclothes pop force. Yes, good morning. Well, we're Alan, now. yes. Oh, let me finish. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I think you're splitting hairs a little bit yeah. there, Alan. Sorry, splitting? Yes, oh. splitting, you know. Sorry, it's, di- so it's diff- difficult to understand you when you say splitting, because I know in real life you say splitting. It's interesting where you substitute a, a D for a T when you're broadcasting. <laughs> If you ask me, it's the behaviour of a dosser. A dosser? Yes, a dosser and a dwad. <laughs> yeah. Alan Partridge there. Yeah, there are others, aren't there? there. There's, uh, there's Didhead, and there's Dallandless Shid, and if rumours are to be believed, you're back on the bottle. Uh, this is Einstein or Gogo. Gid. That's Git. I enjoyed the radio show and that, yeah. that dynamic. And it's quite just, a bit. just the opening, that's it. There's no, they don't go back there. I don't know. It's, and when it said a DJ, I thought he was going to be like a, a like a DJ DJ, like in clubs DJing. I didn't, <laughs> it was just weird. I, like radio is so dead that I don't think about it anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, so he's still at the hotel. We know for sure that it's been 26 weeks. We don't know how long he was in the hotel when we started. So I guess that doesn't mean for sure that the donut... It's been 26 weeks. Yeah, I'm not sure about the timeline. He could have been in there. And he also has 182 bottles of body lotion, which he plans to sell out of his trunk for a profit. Yes. And And, uh, then he talks about the phone. He's been hitting nine. He was at the party. Yeah, which he found so embarrassing he had to leave. Yeah, he couldn't bear to stay any longer. Would you hitting nine is that if you went to a party, if I had a party and you came and you wanted to use my phone, which again doesn't exist because I don't have a phone. Uh, and then you accidentally dialed nine. Would you be so humiliated you would leave my party? No. No. Probably not. <laughs> I would probably tell you about it. And we would laugh because yeah. it would be funny. You'd be like, I've been living in a hotel. I guess this the living in the hotel. Yeah. That's embarrassing. <sighs> so Sophie brings by a box from Carol, his ex-wife, which he's been waiting for, apparently, for 26 weeks. 
Uh, and she again loses her shit because there's a picture in there of his daughter, which looks so identical to him, to him. that obviously that's hilarious. She thought it was him when he was younger. But he has a belly button ring. Or she, she has yeah. a belly button ring. Yeah. Daughter Denise. I think that's kind of a sketchy joke. I don't know if I like it. No. I think, I thought the joke was more because the girl just keeps laughing at everything about him. Yeah, I think it, she was basically saying that his daughter was really ugly. Yes. Which is kind of mean. But they didn't show her, so it's less mean, I guess, if, you don't, if it's not a real person. It's just an idea of a person. Yeah. Like, it's more a joke that he would be very unattractive as a woman. I don't know. Anyway. Either way. He's still very mad at Tony. That is evident. Since from all the way back in the pilot. He is not happy. Yeah. Uh, and he's still working very hard to keep that drawer closed, but Sophie looks in it anyway. I feel like he could find a better better spot to put anything incriminating. Anybody. I feel like if you live in a motel, it's like you have no privacy. No, it's true. Yeah. If you want to keep something away from the staff, you have to carry it on your person at all times. Yeah. That's the only way. Yes. Okay. So then uh, Lynn comes over to get him ready for the county fair. Pick out his outfit, which uh, he likes because it looks like a bulletproof vest, and he thinks that he might be assassinated, which she thinks is ridiculously hilarious. <sighs> and she said something, too, didn't she? She said that your mind is flying or something like that. Yeah, because he's crazy. Yes. Yeah. She's, but he totally did not no, get it. He believes, for sure, that he is a soft target. That's what he said. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so then he goes to the horse show, and, and like I said, he's witch talk announcing the show, basically, but really he's just doing bits into the microphone, and eventually he starts screaming, fire. There's and a fire. Uh, then the fair he... is on fire. <laughs> this is my favorite part of either of these episodes. And maybe it's like, I grew up in that kind of, like, I went to these fairs, like, I could just, it just... It's just so real. It's so funny. And then, yeah, he uh, he eventually just starts complaining about Tony and the BBC as a whole. And then he's like, you're not listening. I'm going to leave listening. half an hour early. Uh, and then he judges the vegetables, which was the best part. Right. Yeah. Some nice tray of plums there. Just, just put nice plums. <laughs> this, this is lovely. This is sort of like... Uh, like an old lady's hair, old lady's blonde hair. Quite attractive. I mean, put that put that down as a plus point. These are nice. Got a nice kind of glossy finish. I knew a bloke who had fingers like that once. He's dead now. Irish navvy and angina. Wasn't pleasant. Cabbages don't like cabbages at all. Come on, let's go. Let's get through this lot. Cabbages, all one or so. Take your pick. I'm not sure about these, because I don't know whether this protrusion is a good or bad thing. Actually, this would make a very good murder weapon, because you could beat someone to death, then eat the evidence. <laughs> Christie's uh, probably already thought of that one. The Onion Mystery, the Onion Murders. Good idea for a programme. Not that uh, the BBC had commissioned it. That wouldn't know a good onion idea if I hit them over the head with it, and then ate the evidence. They looked beautiful. Yes, and he was so funny about them. Yeah. He doesn't like cabbage, so you can just do what you want. That was... Ugh, I really just liked walks it. walks past them. <laughs> All of them. It's like feeling the roots. It's like the whole thing. Yeah. Like, it was literally like they just put a table of vegetables in front of Steve Coogan. And, and let like, him go. All right, just riff this whole scene. <laughs> and it was one of the best scenes. So maybe they should have done that more. Yeah. 
So, yeah, this is when they get the call that Tony had died. Sorry, I thought that happened in the pilot. Obviously not. No, no, Tony's dead. Yeah, he fell off his roof trying to ch- to take off his antenna, which is they think is hilariously ironic because he's worked in TV his whole life, and he died by TV. Just so stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> but he finds out that his replacement is Chris, which is someone that Alan really likes. So that's and great. He's a fan of Alan's. Yes. So he thinks perfect, and he finds out Chris will be at the funeral, so he's going to go to the funeral. And I'm not even going to talk about the funeral. I'm going to let you guys talk about the whole thing because it makes me so angry well he really is just going there oh and his jacket his jacket we don't even find out until later on is what does he even have on the back it's like a motor oil it's like a racy racer jacket yes crazy he looks quite fine from the front you're like oh my goodness he actually showed up respectfully but he just really tries to talk to this chris yep for the whole time but chris just keeps ditching him two minutes two minutes two minutes multiple people um, first of which is... Peter. Peter. Peter's the guy that uh, interrupted their lunch the first episode. Yes, that's He's right. He's the one he ends up talking to, as well as uh, Tony's wife, Jane. Yeah, the widow. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. He starts with Jane, because he ends up with her again at the end. Well, no, he talks to the other guy in between, the uh, executive. Yeah, that's Peter. Is that Peter? Yeah, the news guy. Oh, I thought it was... That was I thought that was a different dude. Same dude. All right. Later tells him to fire him. Yeah, because and a couple other people, and he does. He was going to, but then he dies. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he talks to the, the widow twice. And it's really awkward. Both it's times. So rude the first to her. time was so bad, but she's super awkward too. Like he asks how she's doing, and the first thing she says is like, "We were supposed to go on holiday next week." <laughs> right? Yes. Like it sounds like she's more upset that she's gonna miss her vacation <sighs> than that her husband has died. She didn't seem very. Well, and they also said he was 41. So young. He was. 41 next month. Yeah. But yes. Were you close? It's the first thing she says to her. He says to her. Yeah. Says my husband. He answers a call, and after she asks him to go outside, he doesn't. Right. No, yes. he just moves that was so slightly away from her. That's where he lost me. Yeah. Yeah. That's like <sighs> unbelievably <sighs> rude, and it doesn't matter how self absorbed you are. Like, you can't be oblivious. To how rude that is. Yes, that's, like, that's downright just offensive. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then he finally gets Chris. Yes. Right before the ceremony starts, or the funeral. Um, but he's like, you know what? You should be back on TV. Uh, come to my office on Monday. And he's like, great, that's all I needed. And he just leaves. He leaves before the service starts. Yeah. Yes. And he's singing as he walks out. Yes. yes. Yeah. Super offensive. And then he goes and buys a new stereo. Yeah. And asks out Susan, and when she gets a hard no. Yeah. Says, would you go out with me if I was younger and more attractive? And she would. Probably. Maybe. Um, yeah. yeah. And we get the new employee, who we didn't meet in the pilot. His name's Ben. Yeah. He's super impressed by the stereo, and this, I thought, was one of the funniest jokes in either of these episodes was like I've heard your show I didn't know you liked music yes like he's so bad at being a DJ like he that people don't even think he likes music and yeah. then he goes on to say that he uh, he has a broad taste including UB40 Def Leppard and Wings which he calls the best version of the Beatles or something something offensive the Beatles the band the Beatles could have been here we go 
Yeah, so and we then he know, asks what again, his favorite Beatles album is, and he says the best. I would have to go with the best of yeah, the Beatles. He's giving right. literally yeah. all the worst answers that the worst person would say. Yeah, and, then and he, he doesn't know who Kurt Cobain is. It should have somebody. I was like, were they good? Like they were great. Yeah, and then somebody should have told him. He says, yeah, before he killed Which himself. Is, you know, the reason he killed himself. Yeah, because they were popular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's very frustrating, but it's very typical. Like you know, Grandpa knew teen kid humor kind of thing. Like, then, oh my god, you're so old and dumb. You don't know anything about anything. But I do like that Ben likes anything, including Frank Sinatra or Nirvana. Those are his two, like, what? Yeah, and the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, everyone likes the Beatles. That's <laughs> so funny. I have a donut question for Cindy. I don't know yeah. if you know the answer to this question, but there's a runner in this episode where Alan keeps getting in the elevator with this, like, weird dude. Yes. Who, like, won't laugh at his jokes properly. And they don't really talk. There's just, like, this weird energy. Oh, he just yes. laughs the whole time. Yes. We find out later when he comes to Alan's goodbye party that his name is Mike and he fits kitchens and whatever. And we'll get into all of that. But do you think we've seen him before? Or is this his first appearance on the show? I feel like he is a character that's recurring throughout the show. Was he not in the first episode? He isn't what? in the pilot, no, but I, I felt that too just because of the their first interaction didn't seem like it was their first interaction. Right. But it feels more typical of a sitcom for him to have just suddenly arrived there and just be a runner for this episode. Right. So I don't know the answer, but I, I, I agree with you. The way he played it and didn't ask any questions or act... Like, this was weird. It seems like it's normal. He's only in one episode. Yes! Wow. See? I knew it! But that opening this scene is the was only one. weird. I knew it. Okay. That was my donut question. It was question. good, though, that character. It's the only donut question. He played it well. Yeah. yeah until, he, until he said that his town was great, except there's too many black people. Yes. And then he got yes. kicked out of the party for being racist. Yes. Also, he was the most annoying part. Well, I guess it was Michael's fault. We're skipping ahead. But when he kept retelling that joke about right. how he fits kitchens, but he doesn't know how to cook. Ah, uh, yes. But it was, yes, it was both of them. It was Michael, the one that thought it was so funny. Oh. <laughs> Want a glass of wine? Oh, thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. What's he doing here? You said invite a guest. Then that's just a phrase. I didn't mean it. <laughs> nice room. So, uh, who, who, who are you? Oh, uh, Mike Sampson. Oh, oh hey. Nice to meet you. I'm Mike <laughs> Lenore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have you got a job? Oh, yes, yes. I, I, I supply fitted kitchens. Why? Um, uh, funny thing is that uh, I've been in the business for 15 years, but I, I can't actually cook. <laughs> well, if I look, is it a cookery book here? It wouldn't be much use to me. <laughs> Mr. Bartlett, he, se- he sells kitchens, right, for 15 years, but he cannot cook. Oh, no, <laughs> then, yeah. then, right, he sees the cookbook yeah. and he says, that'd be no good to me, that would it? Uh, I, I, I heard him. Oh, come on, lighten up, you stuffy get. But he's kind of like your typical neighbor that you don't talk to, but you need to be nice on purpose, and he's just yes. in the silence, like, ha <laughs> And he makes and you super laughs. uncomfortable, but it's not in, like, a murder you way. Yes. It's just, like, in a socially awkward way. Yeah. 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 We've, all, we've all had neighbors like that. Yeah, I was convinced, like, again, of both things, that he probably he definitely could only have been in this episode, because... It just makes sense as a runner, but, like, their first interaction was so weird. I was like, maybe he's been there for, like, three episodes and nothing's happened yet? Yeah. It's really weird. This is it. And then he has his meeting. Yes. At the BBC. 
with which Chris. Was really offensive. Yes, I was pretty terrible. And offers his PA, basically. Yeah, tells her that she has to go out for drinks with him. Yeah. Because he used to have a crush on her like 20 years ago. We yeah. found that out. And she's, yeah, he's like, oh, did you ever marry? I'm divorced now, blah, blah, blah. Like, just being super gross. They make a comment about this documentary filmmaker that he should fire who doesn't have any boobs. Yeah. Like, it was just out of nowhere. And then when Alan's mad at him because he asks for a six-month contract and Chris is like, no, I'm not going to give you a six-month contract. He starts calling him a pervert and saying he's going to go to the press. And it's like calling him fat. Yes. You're the, you did the same. Like, you would, you're not offended by the actions. You're just using it as a threat. Yeah. Then, yeah, he's like, no, I want you to sign a five-year contract. And then he has a heart attack and dies. Yes. While not having signed the contract. Yep. So Alan, because Lynn has been sent out of the room for champagne, just takes the dead guy's hand and... Finishes it for him. Signs it. And yeah. changes the date, because he got it wrong. He wrote the wrong date. Yeah. Yeah. And then he toasts... Here's to the future. To their future. By himself. With a dead man. And then he apologizes. Because the dead man has no future. Because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's party time. Exactly. And uh, then Michael comes in. Everybody. Well, Mike. Yeah, he's Mike for well, They're playing the Black, Black Beauty theme. That's their big party song. I thought that was super weird. Yes, it was. And then, yes, Michael shows up way early and then talks about how he had a mail order bride or he married someone from Philipp- the Philippines, but yes. then his brother stole her. Yeah. It was very, it's a very sad story. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the drawer. There's more drawer, drawer jokes, drawer <laughs> jokes, drawer. Hashtag drawer jokes, drawer jokes. Yes, and a lot of jokes about kitchens and cooking and cookbooks, which is all boring. Yes, and then Mike gets kicked out of the party. Yes, he, from Acton. He's from Acton. While he's busy, nice, but kicking him out of the party, he sees that everyone's looking in his drawer. Which yeah. I thought was kind of funny. It was really cute. Yeah. It was a good tag for the season, for sure. That's like, he's gone from one person seeing what's in his drawer to like and dozens of people. Everybody, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. And then Susan. Lynn sings a horribly weird song. Yes. That was stressful. Yes, it was. And then uh, Michael gets kicked out because he's drunk. Yes. Yeah. And he's he gets into a fight with Alan. And of course, Alan is still like, you know, an important guest. So Susan is like, okay, you're going to have to leave, which makes uh, the other two like snicker, which gets them kicked out. And then that's what that's Alan's Susan. like, oh, I don't know what her problem is. And then Susan explodes. It explodes. <laughs> which obviously has been uh, six episodes in the yes. making. Yeah. It was a pretty, there. I, it, it was a lot of yelling of lines. It was good, though. She yeah. yelled it really well. It was so well projected, and it was so satisfying to watch. Because <laughs> we all wanted to do it. Yes, yeah. nobody Horrible could yell person. at him. And he always interrupted people, but he couldn't interrupt her. And she just went for it. It was so great. Yeah. Yes. And she literally says that, that she's sick of his crap. <sighs> and yeah, party's over. Check out his 12 noon. <laughs> yes. And then what did he say in the end that made her slap him? Huh. I feel like that was... I don't remember. In the middle of it. Yeah, I can't remember why she slapped him. Well, I mean, he was just being a jerk. Yeah. There was something he said, and then she just slapped him, and then stormed off. All right, well, we'll put it right... Put it in. Here. Check out his 12 noon tomorrow! You, uh, one of these. (laughs) A sanitary bag? What are you trying to say? That was definitely slap-worthy, I'd say. Yes. Super offensive. 
All right, quiz time. Are you ready for the quiz? Yes, I'm going to beat Cindy at this donut. Okay. Question number one. In episode four, Basic Alan. Why was the police looking for Alan? A. He was trying to steal a traffic cone. B. He dropped a dead cow off of a cliff. C. He was the prime suspect in a murder case. Or D. He scared an older gentleman who had to be hospitalized after dressing like a zombie out of boredom. Alan dressed up as a zombie? Alan dressed like a zombie and scared an older gentleman half to death. And the, okay, I'm going to go first, uh, and I'm going to say D, because that sounds ridiculous. Me too. I'm, I'm, is between that or the cow? you got to pick one. Okay, I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose the cow. The cow's the pretty cow. fine, too. <laughs> it is A. Damn it! He was trying to steal a traffic cone, That's... and he gets caught in the act. Why? That's, I have so many questions. He was, uh, the only, they were trying to renovate the hotel and he was the only guest left, but he had to leave. So he did a whole bunch of random stuff around town. The last thing was him and Michael, like, made this plan to steal a traffic cone. It didn't sound very exciting, but it was the, uh, that's so weird. The final act of the, of the day. Of the day. Wow. Yes. Question. Good episode there. Stealing he does dress up like a zombie at some point. Nice. Yeah. In episode... Okay, question number two. Episode two sees Alan faced with a tough decision. Downgrade his car or fire everyone at his company, Pear Tree Productions. Ooh, he has a company. That's he exciting. Does, yes. He decides to fire everyone. Of course he Which does. of the following does not happen? So three of these do happen. One of them does not. A, he panics and tells everyone that he got a second series. B, he fires people for offenses such as leaving dirty dishes on the table and eye-rolling. <laughs> C, he sacks his receptionist on the air after a highly awkward sexual encounter. Oh, my God. Or D, he declares he's bankrupt to all of his employees after he takes them all out on a walk to the park. Dear God. All right, it's your turn to go first. What was the first option again? It, he panics and tells everyone he got a second series. Would that happen or not? I mean, second series is always on his mind. It seems pretty likely. Yeah, I think that's pretty likely. They all seem pretty likely. We have to pick the one that didn't happen. I feel like he wouldn't go there. I feel like he wouldn't go to that sexual encounter with Lynn. I, I thought that's that's my answer, too. Yeah. The sexual assault one. one. Yeah. It's incorrect. Damn it! It oh is my D. God. He does not take his employees to the park. Oh, that's so right. funny, though. <laughs> No, half of the episode is him and his, it's it's an older receptionist who's worked for him for a long time, but he, like, takes her out to dinner, and it's all, it's super awkward. He accidentally sexually assaults her? No, no, no. She tries to have sex with him. Um. Uh, Yeah, it was, I couldn't, it sounded very awkward, and maybe not an episode that should be watched. (laughs) I know. Can't imagine anyone wanting to have sex with him. So yeah. weird, because he's so hot now. Yeah. Question number three. In episode three, Watership Allen, Allen feels the rage of the local farmers union after pissing them off. They hound him during a shoot for a commercial to the point where scenes need to be dubbed. What is their final act of revenge against Allen? A. They throw a dead cow onto the boat Allen occupies as they shoot the last scene, injuring him. B. They throw a dead cow off of a bridge 
It explodes everywhere as Alan drives by, talking of the beautiful country as they shoot the last scene. C. They put a dead cow into Alan's bed, which also gets him in trouble with the Linton staff. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's all I have. The only A, B, or C? is only A, B, or 3. C. A, B, or 3? A, B, or C. <laughs> so we're guessing which one happened? I yes. It's B. I'm going to guess C. It is A. Damn it! Oh, my goodness. It is the boat. He is shooting, and then he ends up in a neck brace oh. because the cow falls on him. Jesus. We are never going to win this donut. Oh, man. Three for three. I have a bonus question that does not <laughs> take place in the donut, so... If it comes to that, well, I'll ask it too. Question number four. In episode five, we meet Alan's biggest fan. Who is this person? A. Alan's mama, Magda. He treats her even worse than everyone else, and and he acts out a grand fake life that he's leading compared to hers. B. It's his lodge neighbor, Eric, who has been routinely breaking into Alan's room and stealing small items. C. It's Jed. He's erected a shrine to his hero in his home and also has Alan's face tattooed on his chest. Or D, it's an 88-year-old woman he has a restraining order against because she once pretended to be his children's grandmother picking them up from school. Whoa. That's dark. Yeah. Which one happens? Yes. Is that what we're guessing? Yes. Who is his biggest fan? Is it his mother, Magda? His neighbor, Eric? Jed, who has a shrine and a tattoo, or the 88-year-old lady? I'm going to say it's mom. No, I'm not going to say that. Dang that it. was my first thought, too. I want to say D, but because she doesn't have a name, I don't think it's D. Maybe it's the tattoo. I would ah, guess the tattoo. That's really far. I'm going to go B, then. Cindy has a point. D! For the first time today, it is Jed. Damn it, it went Jed. literal. Yeah. And he he even ends up in his house oh in this room that is a shrine to him. Creepy. That's creepy. He flees. But that's interesting because he's really narcissistic and that just, like, that helps keep him going because yeah. everyone else hates him, right? Like, there's some people that he can find validation in. That yes. have tattoos on his face yeah. because of one chat show? Like, what has he even done to deserve to be tattooed this on This is a question. Okay, I don't know what it's revealed. I'm pretty sure there, it's a, his show before this, um, which actually, I, I don't know if it gets a second. Yeah, it does get a second series, but this is a spoiler moving forward. So I don't know if I should say it. Do you want to hear it? The reason why it gets canceled. Why what gets canceled? His His show. The second series of the show. That he gets in the season two? Yes. Because of this contract? Yes. That he signed for five years? Yes. To work for the BBC? Yes. He accidentally shoots someone on air. Oh my god. <gasps> Perfect. That does seem realistic. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is uh, how his show gets cancelled. And then the season two picks up like five years later. It'll be really and in between great if happened. he it was on the first pretty sure. episode of the show back <laughs> that he shot somebody. That's great. Yeah. Oh yeah question number five. Mm-hmm. The breakfast buffet at the Linton provides all you can eat breakfast on an eight inch plate. What is Alan's response? A he makes Lynn join him and when she is confronted she pays for the second plate that Alan eats. B. He brings a secret 12-inch plate. C. He piles food so high and falls just short of his table. 
He goes back, but is refused with disastrous consequences. Or D, he simply grabs two plates, arguing the sign does not specify bro- specifically prohibit it. The following day, it does. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pick that one. That's funny. Me too. Damn it, it Cindy. It's not correct. <laughs> yeah. It is the 12-inch plate. That uh, was my oh. second guess. That he keeps in his room at all times. That is so stupid and funny. But, okay, I will ask this question just because it's here. What is Alan's favorite musical act? Oh, man. He told us, UB40. Uh, I don't think it's revealed in this what series. What was the other two? I forgot them already. Def Leppard. You uh, two. I have choices. Oh, sorry. As well, if you like. I thought we just had to guess. A, ABBA. B, Michael Jackson. C, Little Jimmy Dickens. D, R-E-O Speedwagon. Oh my god. I'm gonna go with C, because I don't know who that is. I'm gonna choose ABBA. It is ABBA! It's oh, like, man. it has to be ABBA. So, he's such an ABBA guy. Yes, that is it. That is the quiz. Alright, give the girl that her is- donut. Wow. I'm Alan Partridge. Alright, here we go. It's Watch a- it, guys. It was pretty funny. Special day today. Very 90s. We have three donuts for you to choose from, Cindy. I will tell you what they are. We have over here a creme brulee. Right over here. This is a lemon meringue. And this is what's called a sour donut. But it's not sour. It's It's real good. It's real good. Just like a glazed. Yeah. Glazed donut. And not too. Yeah. So Um, these are all very good. Wow. Okay. I'm going to choose the lemon meringue. All right. Nice Very good choice. choice. Hannah? Oh, I'm going to choose the sour donut. Sour donut, which leaves me with the creme brulee. Perfect. All three of these are beautiful donuts. They are really And good. I would be happy with any of them. Thank you love. so much, Cindy. We really appreciate you coming on TV Donut and watching Alan Partridge for us. Yes, thank you very much. said Alan Parsons, which is the name of a rock group from the 70s. Uh, we need your help with one more thing before we can let you go, and that is picking the show that we have to watch next. You nice. won't have to watch it, but we will. Yep. Uh, so we need you to pick a number between 1 and 907. Oh, my God. 1 and 907. Um, Any hint for us today? Well, the show I would <laughs> like you to pick, the number is the year, the last two digits of the year in which I graduated from elementary school, but you're never going to guess that, so... Mm-hmm. That's the number I want you to pick. Okay. Okay. Mm, what about 16? Wow. Going super low. I'm going to go 886. I just want to say, for the record, I did not graduate from elementary school in 1916. <laughs> What'd you say? 86? 886. 886. All right. Let's see what we're watching. Super high and super low. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. 886 is Firefly. That's a good one! That's I love that pretty, show. Pretty good one. We're sorry, you missed it. Oh, <laughs> oh well that's exciting. Uh yes. Well, that's that's we, the whole series. Yes, it is. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. So we'll I do love a, Firefly. a very special Firefly. episode. We'll have to find someone who also loves it, I guess. Agreed, yes. Uh, 16 is a show on Fox called Louie from 2003, and I'm going to guess that's Louis Anderson, not Louis C.K. Definitely not. He is spelled with an E. <laughs> and an O. Yes, differently, for sure. <laughs> 
Doesn't matter, because we are definitely watching Firefly. Yes! Firefly is the shit. Love Firefly. I'm very right. excited Please for it. Please tune in next time. Tell all your friends. Rate and subscribe. It's oh, Louie was one! Oh, wow. That's a better... Hey, Charlie Day! That's a better Louie. Hopefully we'll get back to that then. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.